0: John was the one who was given the vision of Revelation. Remember how it came about? God gave the vision to Jesus. Jesus gave the vision to the angels and the angels presented the visions to John. And John's responsibility was to write down everything that he saw and witnessed, put it in the book and tell the people. But before he wrote down everything, God had instructed John to write the seven letters to the seven churches. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the DIP community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's Word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, and this is episode 21. The title of this episode is called God's Plan, Revelation Revealed, the letters to the churches. And the way that this episode is going to be formatted is the first section part of the episode, we're going to be breaking down the format of how each of these letters were written. They are written in specific ways and you are able to pull out specific information if you understand the format of how these letters were written. And then we'll go into the second half of this episode where we'll break down our first letter which is the first letter to the first church. Um, and so yeah that's kind of how it's gonna go. I think today's gonna be quick straight to the point, like no playing around type of thing. So um, just pay attention to the show notes if you need any direction on how to get further, you know, if you want to get to information quicker. Um, Also, please don't forget to uh, rate and to subscribe to the show. Um, Please leave a comment or a review if you would like to. But if you share the content, guys, that's how we're able to grow on this platform. So I just want to ask that if you could share the information because sharing, you know, knowledge is wealth to others. So go ahead and elevate the people around you. And that's just on period. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So let's get right into it. Like, let's get right into it. So we're going to break down the format of these letters. Now, If you wasn't with us last week, we talked about we're breaking down the book of revelations right now. Right. And we learned that there is going to be seven letters written by John. Because I always want to say, Paul, it's John. John was the one who was given the vision of revelation. Remember how it came about? God gave the vision to Jesus. Jesus gave the vision to the angels and the angels presented the visions to John. And John's responsibility was to write down everything that he saw and witnessed Put it in the book and tell the people. But before he wrote down everything, God had instructed John to write the seven letters to the seven churches. And this week and for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be breaking down these seven letters. Now we understood from our previous episode that the seven letters to the seven churches were not to actual physical churches. Because if you know anything about God's word. The church represents the body of Christ. Like we're not talking about the four walls of a building. We're talking about the people who dwell in that building to give praise to the Lord. Right. So these letters are actually going out to God's people. And so when we're thinking about the seven churches, these the names of these seven churches actually highlights characteristic traits of the groups of the seven groups of people. OK, and so the first group, which is the first church, their name is Ephesus. The first church's name is Ephesus, but Ephesus stands for black backsliding. OK, so the characteristic trait that is being addressed with the first church is they are backsliders. What is it? Do- what is a backslider? A backslider is someone who laps morally or in the practice of religion AKA they revert back to worse conditions, right? So that's what happens when you're backsliding. Like you start out really good, you're doing everything the right way. And then there's just periods in your life where you revert back to just doing just whatever it is that you want to do. And so every time you do that, the conditions kind of get worse and worse and worse. And it kind of gets harder for you to get back to God's word because you kind of get comfortable in just not doing what it is that God has called you to do. It's easier well, we're told that it's easier, but that's neither here nor there. So let's get to it. Um I'm going to break down the format, right? Um, I think there is seven. It's a seven step breakdown, right? The first step is it's addressing who is the letter from. So each letter starts by addressing who the letter is from, which is typically in these letters, characterizing a part of Jesus's body that was outlined in Revelations chapter 1 verses 13 through 18. So I know some of you guys are like, what? So let's read. No, I'm not going to read it first. Let me say that real slow. Each letter starts out by saying, this this letter is written from such and such, from this part of the body who held this part and this part. But each thing that is being described that I just kind of glazed over is actually something that was mentioned earlier in chapter one of Revelation. So we're going to read that real quick. Revelations chapter one, verses 13 through 18 outlines Jesus's body, right? So it reads like this and standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the son of God, son of man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest, his hair, his head and hair, were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze, refined and furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp, two edged sword came out of his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died and look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave, period. Okay. So that was the description that was given in chapter one about God and what does he look like? So let's take it back to step one. Step one identifies who is the letter from. And typically when the letter is from, when it, when it describes who the letter is from, it's actually describing a part of the body that was just detailed that I just read. You'll understand this more once we break down the first letter, but just understand that the first thing that happens in the formatting of these letters is God reveals who the letter is from. The next thing God does is acknowledge you. You, yes, you, the one who's listening to this episode right now, I am talking directly to you. God addresses you. And the way that he does that is he reminds us that he has been with us this whole time during our lives you know, during our living experiences on this earth. So he knows exactly what you're thinking. He knows exactly what you're doing. He knows exactly how you're moving. He knows all your thoughts. He knows everything about you, right? He's been here beside you, doing things with you this entire time, right? So he acknowledges you. Then he highlights the good work you've done. You know, he he's very specific. You know, he points out what you have done well at, ask God's children and things that he really likes the things that he really likes that you do, right? Then he makes his formal complaint. Like, okay, yes, you do all of these good things, but I do have a complaint. And he gives specific he gives a specific complaint. He don't just be vague like, "Oh, I got a problem with you," and then don't say what the problem is. No, he tells you the problem. Once he tells you the problem, he gives you specific instructions on how to make the change to get back into full, you know, full alignment with God. So he, so he tells you how to change. So not only is he going to tell you the problem, he's going to tell you how to change the problem. And then because he's God, come on, y'all, y'all know how he is. It's like, okay, now these are your options. Like you can choose to make these changes. And if you make these changes, these are the good things that are, you know, the rewards that comes with you making these changes. But if you choose not to make these changes, right? You choose to stay the same way. You choose to keep backsliding. You keep. You choose to keep being lukewarm. You choose to keep being unfaithful. Like, these are the things that you continue to choose to not do. These are the consequences that will also follow for your poor behavior, right? And so he ends it off with basically telling you, telling everybody that, If you listen to the Holy Spirit, you will be rewarded for listening to the Holy Spirit, which we learned in previous episodes that the Holy Spirit leads us to truth. So let's recap. The first step in the letter is it's going to address who is the letter from. The second step is God's going to acknowledge you. The third step is God's going to highlight your good works. The fourth step is God's going to make his formal complaint. The fifth step is God's going to tell you exactly how to change and, and change your poor behavior. The sixth step is God's going to let you know what happens if you choose not to change. Right. And the seventh and final step is God is basically telling all of his people to listen to the Holy Spirit. And once you listen to the Holy Spirit, there are promises and gifts that comes along with it, aka blessings. Boom. So that's how each letter is written. So now we're going to turn to chapter two in Revelations, and we're going to read um, through the first letter, right? I'm going to read it together with y'all. And it reads like this. Write the letter to the angels of the church in church E, right? This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you have done. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You are patiently suffered. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have come. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from from its place among the churches. But this is your but this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches, to everyone who is victorious. I will give fruit from the tree of life and the paradise of God. So that is, was the first level. I meant the first letter to the first church which i'm not gonna butcher the name again but if i don't know the name bible study tip if i don't know how to pronounce something then i just say the first letter so it doesn't get me tripped up so church e church e is the backsliders and so using the same format that i described to you earlier Acknowledge where the letter's from, acknowledge who you are, highlight your good works, make your formal disagreement, aka complaint, tell you how you change, heads up on what's to come if you don't change. And then if you listen to the Holy Spirit, here's your reward. So if we're going to break it down in that manner, from the first letter, it says this letter came from... I'm reading the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands, which was also repeated in in chapter one of Revelation. So that's where this letter is coming from. What are these people good at? The backsliders are good at hard work, being patient and having endurance They don't tolerate evil people. They're very watchful. They're able to identify wrongdoing. Um, And they have the ability to patiently suffer for the things that God wants for them without quitting. Right. So what is God complaining about? You don't love me or each other as you did at first. So I guess it's just not genuine. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure about the full context of the complaint. So if you have a better understanding of what God is complaining about to the first church, help me figure it out. But from my understanding right now, it just seems like if you don't love God and you don't love each other like y'all first did, but you guys have all of these great qualities, then maybe your qualities aren't as genuine as you think they are. So I don't know. And then he tells them how to correct this behavior. And God literally says, turn back to God and do the works that you did at first. Simple, right? What happens if you don't do this? Jesus will remove your lampstand from its place. Okay. Um, but there was also the part in the Bible where it says, not only will he move your lampstand, but he's not doing it like out of spite. He's doing it because for your own good. And apparently during that time, there was the Nicolaitans that were roaming the earth, and basically these are these are the followers of Nicholas, who was one of the first, who was one of the seven of the first um, deacons that was ordained back in the day. And these people, if you listen to Nicholas as your leader, so the Nicolaitans follow Nicholas' way of life or like how he viewed the Bible, right? And Nicholas's way of viewing the Bible is, you know, these people live unrestrained lives and indulged in whatever they wanted to do. Like they were, quote unquote, free thinkers, free beings. They did whatever they wanted, however they want, whenever they want. And so God is basically telling them, like, if you don't correct this behavior, you're going to fall into the ways of how the Nicolaitans live. And you already don't like those who falsely claim to be followers of Christ, but don't really be doing the things of Christ. But that's kind of what happens to the people in this first church is like, okay, they can identify the wrongdoings of others, but when they backslide, they're doing the same exact things. And so that can be dangerous. I mean, can I find myself doing things that I say that I wasn't going to do, especially when I'm out of alignment with God? Yes, yes yes um and and that can be bad in certain situations you know so I don't know ask yourself do you find yourself so when you are not in full alignment you ain't reading you ain't praying you ain't really giving God too much of a thought how are you living your life like are you doing whatever you want however you want whenever you want and there's just no type of like structure or anything or guidance you just living right is that what you do Because if that's what you do, then you're in church one. And so am I. I am also in church one. So, yeah, we was able to identify where the letter came from. We was able to identify, you know, the good works of this first church. We was able to identify God's complaint against the first church. And we was able to see how he wanted them to correct it. We was also able to see what happens if they don't correct it. But then we got to break down why It was important for them to correct it because if they don't correct this behavior, they're going to be like the followers of the Nicolaitans, which these people are not living lives like God has called them to do. So what about the final step? The final and last step was talking about in all the letters is like if you end up listening to the Holy Spirit, here are, are the rewards that you get. And so the first church's rewards and what they get for listening to the Holy Spirit is to everyone who is victorious, I will give you the fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. And so basically from this, all I wrote in my notes was God would give fruit from the tree of life, fruit from the tree of life, fruit from the tree of life. So. If we're living in this life and you're living it according to God's plan, God is going to bear a harvest out of your mind. Like you are just going to continuously to get good things that keeps happening to you. And you're just like, whoa, where is all of this good juiciness is coming from? And that is the literal tangible fruit of life. Right. So you do good things. God's going to give you good things. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically what it is. He's going to give you fruit. From the tree of life, a.k.a. life can be good. Life could be easy. Life can be simple. Life could be giving. Life can be full. But God can be the one who gives you that fruit instead of you having to go out your way and build the tower to get to the fruit. Just do as he tells you to do and the fruit will be given to you. And so that's just it. I'm going to leave it right there. We're going to keep this episode short and sweet because I feel like that was a lot. That was a lot. And I want you to take the time between now and the next Monday to break down these letters. Now you got the seven steps. Who the letter comes from. Acknowledgement of who you are. Highlight your good works. God makes his formal complaint. He tells us how we can change it. He gives us heads up of what happens if we don't. And then he ends with, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. the spirit that leads you to all truth, you will be blessed with certain things. And we just broke down the first letter to the first church. And I hope you learned something. So if you were in the first church and you like to backslide, you get comfortable in doing whatever you want, whenever you want and however you want. But, you know, you really wanted to be in alignment with God. The only thing that you need to do is you need to love God and love each other like you did at first. Make this experience a genuine one. Not one that's forced, not one that, oh, I'm doing what I need to do just because I'm supposed to do. No, I'm doing this and I'm doing this with honor. I'm doing this with grace. I'm doing this with eagerness. I'm doing this with love. I'm doing this with genuineness because this is what my father wants from me and I am a great servant to the Lord. Okay? Okay? okay and so that's there you have it. We are wrapping up episode 21. I will see you guys next Monday again don't forget to share this episode. If you got questions leave them in the comments. please check out our page on Instagram at the dip podcast literally the DIP podcast will show up. That's literally our name on all platforms and I hope to see and' well, to hear and see you guys on this platform soon. Bye!